Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors and over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. Your resource for health and wellness is Wellness Radio 1570, KDIZ Golden Valley, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Rich Thomason in Washington. We're learning more about President Trump's soon-to-be-released immigration reform plan. It would shift to favoring immigrants with high-level skills, degrees, and job offers instead of those with family already in the U.S., whom officials say now get roughly two-thirds of all green cards. Just 12% have been awarded based on merit. The plan would also end the diversity visa lottery, which offers green cards to people from countries with historically low rates of immigration to the U.S. The proposal will focus also on beefing up border security. That's correspondent Sagar Magani. New York City's mayor says he's in it. Bill de Blasio running for president, seeking the Democratic Party presidential nomination in 2020. On Wall Street right now, the Dow is up 197 points. The S&P, 25 points higher. This is SRN News. Wellness 1570. The Twin Cities Wellness Station, TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com where you're going to find more about us, including our fan club, exclusive content, a lot of great prizes and contests you can take advantage of there, including winning $1,000 for Dad for Father's Day. Check it out, fan club page at TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com. From the Eagle Wellness Studios today, we'll see partly cloudy skies develop at a high around 82, partly cloudy 50 tonight, could see some scattered showers tomorrow. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people, they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-518-4020. 800 518 4020. That's 800 518 4020. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, You can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders. Spring is finally here. You might be wondering about the condition of your roof and gutters. A lot of us had an enormous amount of snow and ice buildup, and you might be concerned if there has been any damage to your roof, possibly to your gutters as well. We'd love to give you an honest assessment, and if there's a need, we'd like to be there for you. Hi, this is Tim from the Kingdom Builders. 
I'm new with the team. I've been a contractor for 18 years. When I needed a roof done for one of my customers, I called the Kingdom Builders, and I was impressed by their straightforward honesty and their abilities and the skills of their crews. God has really blessed the Kingdom Builders and opened the door for me to come and work with them. Really glad to have Tim as the newest member of our team. I'm excited to be part of the Kingdom Builders team. Give us a call at 612-900-9166, 612-900-9166, and find us on the web at thekingdombuilders.net. We're not salespeople. We're just great roofers. Views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? If you want to be inspired, get help in becoming all you can be, the time is now for Like It Matters Radio with your host, Mr. Scott V. Black. It's a great day to be alive. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today, we're going to laugh a little about some sadness. You know, today, we're calling the show uh, Laughing About Depression. And even though we're going to laugh a little bit because we're going to be joined by comedian Brad Bonner Jr., uh, it's a serious subject. You know, there's an epidemic, a pandemic uh, hitting this world, specifically this country, and it's uh, mental health disorders. Uh, 60 million Americans, I've heard the number that high, 60 million Americans struggle with depression. Uh, PTSD, as a matter of fact, I'm going to go through some stats for you. It is a big deal. And today we're going to address it, we're going to talk about it, and I want to give you back some power. You know, we always hear this thing of speaking truth to power. I, I want my power, personal power, inner power, the power within. What does all that mean? And so we got to understand between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is our power. It is our freedom. That is a quote by Dr. Viktor Frankl, uh, who's considered the father of logotherapy. And it falls right in line with Dr. Eric Byrne, who's considered the father of transactional analysis. That there's a stimulus and there's a response. That's called a transaction. It's called communication. Someone says something to you, you say something back. We call that communication. In the uh, the educational world, we might call that transactional analysis. Now, you got to know that the mind is six times faster than we talk. So we don't technically respond to what another person says or does. What we do is our mind is so fast, when someone stimulates something, they say or do something, we go to our three channels. The visual channel where we see something, the auditory channel where we say something or are reminded of something that was said to us, or the kinesthetic channel where we feel something or some emotion from the past. And then based on that, we respond. See, that's where your power is. It's the space between. It's the space called the now moment. You know, Jesus Christ, when he was crucified, boy, if you ever thought about that, boy, there'd be a lot of things I said if I was being nailed to a cross, especially if I was the son of God. But one of them I think I would not say was forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do, which was exactly what the son of God did say. Why? Because he was in full control. He had full power. Between the stimulus and the response, he knew his purpose. He knew why he was there. And so today, we're going to deal with this thing called depression. Do you realize, by the way, that women are almost twice as likely as men to have depression? Stunning. Matter of fact, women who have major depressive disorders, what they call MDD, can have an increased risk of low bone mass, which can lead to fractures and can contribute to their risk for osteoporosis. Matter of fact, women living with MDD showed a higher prevalence of low bone mass, 17%, compared to 2% of women who did not have that. How about the ep- economic impact of depression? Depression is the leading cause of disability worldwide. Did you know that? Worldwide. This is from the WHO in 2017. It's also a major contributor to the overall global burden of disease. Neuropsychiatric disorders are the leading cause of disability in the U.S., with major depressive disorder being the most common. Mental health, depression, grief, and behavioral conduct is the second leading workplace concern. Do you hear that? Second leading workplace concern following only family issues, and that's based on the Employee Assistance Professionals Association survey last year. Depression's annual, annual toll on U.S. business. You ready for this? 
about $70 billion, B, $70 billion in medical expenditures, lost productivity, and other costs. Depression accounts for close to $12 billion in lost work days each year. Additionally, more than $11 billion in other costs accrue from decreased productivities due to symptoms that sap energy, affect work habits, cause problems. Can you believe that? This is a big issue. It's not something to be taken lightly. And so big that the Bible even talks about this. Think about that. The Bible talks about this because it's a big deal. I think it's Proverbs seventeen twenty two. A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit saps a person's strength. A joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. Your thoughts can dry your bones. And you got to realize a majority of depression falls in a category called situational depression. And do you know what causes situational depression? Our self-talk. We make ourselves sick. And that's why I tell you the battle is the mind. I've met the enemy and he's living in my shorts. And this is the power. We do have the power to overcome a depression. You know, we're going to have sorrow. We're going to have sadness. This is life. Life has ups and has downs. If you don't believe me, go to a hospital. Tell me you're having chest pains. And they'll hook you up to an electrocardiogram machine. And you know you, what, what you want to see is the rise and the fall of the systolic and the diastolic. Because life has highs and has lows. Has peaks, has valleys. Peaks and troughs, as C.S. Lewis said. And you know, a form of depression is called post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD. PTSD is a psychiatric disorder that can occur in people who have experienced or witnessed a traumatic event. Oh my gosh, that's every single human being. And now with the internet, why is it getting such a big deal? Because your unconscious mind does not differentiate between Hollywood and reality. Your unconscious mind does not say, oh, you saw that on YouTube. Oh, you saw that on a on the Matrix. Oh, you saw that on Texas Chainsaw Massacre 16. It doesn't say that's different. No, it treats every picture as the same. PTSD, PTSD has been known by many names in the past. Shell shock, combat fatigue. But now it's not just warriors that are getting it. Every single person, kids are getting it. Uh, grandparents are getting it. Dogs are getting it. And by the way, women are twice as likely as men, again, to have PTSD. People with PTSD have intense, disturbing thoughts and feelings related to their experience that last long after the traumatic event has ended. In other words, it's like a loop. Uh, I go to sleep with um, uh, uh, comedies on, and there's series, and so there's like 13 episodes on each one of those. And when it's over, it reboots and starts all over again, so it plays all night through. That's what PTSD is like. It's this loop that keeps playing over and over and over. And what happens when people remember it, remind themselves, recollect it, what happens then is they re-experience it. People with PTSD have intense, disturbing thoughts and feelings related to their experience that long that lasts long after it's over. They relive the event through flashbacks or nightmares that may feel sadness, fear, or anger, and they may feel detached or estranged from other people. See, and that's what's going on. We all have trauma. We all have drama. But it doesn't matter what happens to us. What matters is how do we store it. And so today, after the break, we're going to be joined by comedian Brad Boner, who's going to talk about uh, depression. Uh, and he does a, a comedy skit, and he deals with this. And so I thought we'd go into break with a little bit of Brad's comedy. I've got, a, I've got a dog that travels everywhere with me. It's a medical alert service dog. And the way this works, any facility I go into, they have to let me take my dog. By law, they can only ask me two questions. Is this a service dog? I say, yes, it is. What service does it provide? I said, I've got a medical condition. She's got to travel with me. And that's it. Facilities I go into can't ask me any more questions. But people, people ask questions. Well, what kind of service? I go, I've got a condition. She says, well, what kind of condition? Well, she just lets me know. Well, well, like what? What what is it? You mean you want to know what's wrong with me? I go, yeah, yeah. Is it cancer? Is it uh, seizure disorder? Is it diabetes? And isn't that none of their business, right? Haven't they crossed a line, right? So if they cross a line, (laughs) it's okay for me to cross some lines, right? So I make things up. And if you do it with a straight face, people believe you. My favorite is I tell people, well, I have IBS. 
Yeah, I have irritable bowel syndrome, and uh, she lets me know if I'm going to poop myself. I don't always know right away, you know, and she can sense it somehow. I think it's because her nose is closer to my butt. I'm not sure how it works. Maybe she catches a whiff of something before it comes out. I don't know. Maybe she hears a little gurgling. I don't. I don't know how it works. Oh, matter of fact, she's acting up. I should probably get going. Just to... they got it coming, don't they? Here's what a pastor from North Carolina who served for 33 years said about Leadership Awakening. If you don't think you need it, you're probably the one that needs it the most. You know, I was one of those, been there, done that, and I've been through some powerful things. Most of them have been ministry-related, and I mean, I'm, I've been in the hearing and in the presence of some of the best speakers about Christian things that the world knows. And I've been encouraged, and I've been excited, and I've been given energy. Honestly, this did something for me that none of those ever did, and I'm not sure ever could, because it presented to me some methodologies and some practical principles that I had never learned. And it has made a tremendous impact on my life. Change the course of your life by attending the next Like It Matters Leadership Awakening in Minneapolis, June 13th through the 15th. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to find Leadership Awakening near you. Leadership Awakening. We don't take applicants, only commitment. May is Mental Health Month. Research has found that mental health screenings are a great tool to help identify symptoms of a mental health disorder. A screening only takes a few minutes and can be a helpful tool for starting a conversation with your doctor. Screenings may identify signs of depression, anxiety, PTSD, bipolar disorder, and more. This month's Wellness Spotlight is brought to you by Wellness Radio 1570. Stream online at TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com or tune in with our free mobile app. What would you do if you knew the skills that could help you make the right moves inside the financial markets? Skills designed to help you generate income and build confidence towards your retirement. For more than 20 years, Online Trading Academy has taught thousands just like you how to make better investing decisions. Call us today by dialing pound 250 on your cell phone. Use the keyword OTA. Again, pound 250, keyword OTA, or go to learnwithota.com. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And if you listen to commercials in between segments, you'll find out that May is Mental Health Disorder Month. Uh, no, it's not a time to pick one up. Uh, it's a time to focus on uh, the the uh, plenty of supply that there are of them out there. And today we're going to really go in depth. And today, uh, depth, we're going to laugh uh, about depression because, you know, sometimes you just got to take control with what's going on in your head and your heart. You know, I heard a story years ago, a story about a man who made a mistake and he wound up in prison. Now, it wasn't a big mistake, so he wasn't going to be prison but a couple of years. And so he figured out why I was in prison that he was going to make sure he figured out the pattern. He figured out what to do, so he's going to make this his couple years stay in prison as quick as possible, as as easy as possible, uh, and he was just follow the rules and get out of there. 
And so he had, happened to share a cell with this older gentleman. He'd been in prison for 20 years and would spend the rest of his life in prison. So he figured this was a good cellmate to have. You know, I could watch this old man and figure things out uh, and then, you know, get out of here, go on my life and start over. And so as these uh, first couple days in the cell with his uh, bunkmate there, his cellmate, uh, he's noticing things happening. And uh, one day before lunch, uh, it was real quiet. Uh, the, the cell doors were getting ready to open up. And somebody in the cell down, down, the, down the road there yelled out, 22! And the whole place died laughing. And he didn't think much of it. He went on. Uh, later that night, evening, uh, dinner time, mess hall time, uh, they're getting ready to go to, to dinner. And all of a sudden, someone screams out, 81! And the whole place dies laughing. And he's just scratching his head again, not thinking much of it, just new here, kind of wanting to fit in. A couple of days later, it's morning time, and they're just getting up. The, the cell doors are still closed. The lights are coming on. And someone yells out, 53! And the whole place dies laughing. And now the guy goes, I got to figure out what's going on here. So he goes, oh, man. He said, Yo, I'm, you know, all of a sudden we're doing nothing, and someone yells out a number, and people start laughing. What's the deal? And he said, well, son, he said, some of us have been in the slammer so long and going to be in here for the rest of our lives that we don't tell the same jokes over and over. What we do is we put a number to the joke. And so whenever we yell out the number, they know that joke, and they just laugh accordingly. And he goes, that's a pretty cool system. I like that. And so now he's been here a couple weeks and going on a month, and now he figures, okay, I'm starting to fit in, so I'm going to become one of the guys. So I'm going to I'm going to do what I saw other people do. So one night's dark, the cell light doors are closed, they're getting ready for bed, and he yells out seventy five, and it's absolutely silent, not a laugh, not a guffaw, nothing. So a couple of days later, it's getting ready to the mess hall. It's lunchtime. Uh, it's all quiet. Cell doors are getting ready to open up. He yells out, 16, and nobody laughs. It's absolute silence. Not a guffaw, not a nothing. You couldn't hear anything. Well, that's really weird. So he lets it go a few days, and a couple days later, it's uh, dinner time, and they're getting ready to line up in the, to go to the mess hall, and he remembered they yelled out 53, so he knew 53 had a number. Maybe the other ones didn't have a joke tied to him, so he goes, 53, and nobody laughed at all. And with that, he just got so perplexed. And he looked at the old man and said, old man, what, what's going on here? I thought you said that when you yelled out a number, people know a joke associated with that number, and then they laugh. He goes, I've done it three times now, and I've got not a single laugh. And with that, the old man looked at the young man and said, well, son, some people just don't know how to tell a joke. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's probably the worst introduction that Brad Bonner has ever had in his life. But one thing I can tell you about Brad Bonner is he does know how to tell a joke. So uh, let's welcome uh, part of the dry, uh, what is dry bar comedy, uh, Mr. Brad Bonner Jr. Brad, welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Well, good morning, Mr. Black, and I've had worse intros. Uh, yeah, <laughs> now, that, that's a tough joke, but I, I got to tell you, I love that joke. Uh, because there's nothing to it. It's, that's you know, it's one. It's yeah. a Seinfeld joke. You know, the whole show about nothing. And that whole joke, yeah. there's nothing to that joke. But as you know, with humor, a lot of times it's not what you're doing; it's the way you're delivering it. You know, it's the intonation, yeah. it's the pausing, it's the inflection. You know that. I, I was watching some of your stuff on YouTube this morning, and uh, man, uh, laughed. Uh, some of it didn't want to play on the radio; it's a little too personal, but <laughs> but uh, but other stuff good. So, Brad, again, so so glad you're joining us here. Uh, real quick, uh, how, how did we meet? I mean, you're a comedian. You live in Sacramento. Uh, I'm a leadership trainer. I change lives. I live in Texas. Uh, how did uh, Scott Black and Brad Bonner uh, meet? Um, Bobby Harding went through your leadership and, uh, told my wife that she needed to go. They had a lot of similar baggage and childhood trauma that, uh, needed to be left behind and in order to move forward. And so, uh, my wife went to it and we were at a tough spot in our marriage. Matter of fact, the four days before she went, I wasn't, I stayed in a hotel. Mm. We had just been struggling and it's just like, there's just. Um, we've got, there's got to be some changes that we make, and she came out different, and uh, um, she wanted me to go, and we really didn't have the money to do it, but we did it anyway, and so I went out to Minneapolis, and uh, it gave me a new focus and commitment in life. 
So yeah. and it really confirmed the direction I was going, but just gave me, you know, just really hung that focus down. Yeah, and then since then, you know, you just had uh, Elena went through, one of your employees there. Uh, yeah, yeah. She yep, went through she huge impact on her life, so much to the point that uh, her husband who uh, is struggling with PTSD, just happens to be what we're talking about right now, uh, will yeah, be will yeah. be joining us next week in Chicago. Uh, so, awesome. yeah. Guy. Yeah, so it's it's incredible what we're doing. And, you know, we talk about this a lot because one thing I, you know, we hear people talk all the time about power. You know, uh, you know I want my power. I want to speak truth to power. But that word is anomalization. You know, anomalization is a word that falls in the group uh, category of words called generalizations. And what makes anomalization anomalization is that, that you, you cannot put it in a wheelbarrow. You know, success is anomalization. You and I can both want to be successful. We can have it totally defined differently, though. Uh, to you, yeah. it could be so much money. It could be some type of marriage. To me, it could be a relationship with God or, or you know, bringing someone to Christ once a week, whatever it is. We could both be using the same word but have a totally different meaning. Same thing with love. You know, uh, you know, we count, I counsel a lot. You know, one, one spouse says, well, if you love me, you do this. And the other one says, well, yeah, if you love me, you do this. Oh, yeah? Well, if you love it. And really what it is is they haven't clearly defined with each other. Uh, a, a term, what does it mean to love? What does that look like? Or, yeah. or for some people, what does that sound like? For some people, what does that feel like? Because yeah. we all process What's different their language. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So that power, I truly believe, and, and you believe there's power uh, in humor, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. When you can take a tragedy, something tragic in your life, and you can laugh at it, it becomes less than. It really does. It gives you power over it and it allows you to step back away from it and really it gives you perspective. Yeah. And so, um, you know, that's uh, laughing at those dark things, um, you know, can can snap you out of it. I've got we had a uh, we had a young lady that works for us um, a couple of months ago, sent my wife a text message that said, I am standing on the bridge. I'm done. Um, I love you guys. Thanks for all you've done. You'll get along fine without me. That was a text message from the 17 year old girl. Right. You have to realize we live about 15 minutes from the fourth highest bridge in the country. It's almost 800 feet. The Golden Gate Bridge is about seven or 350. This one's almost 800 feet. And so we get this text message and my wife panics and she goes, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say to her. Can you talk to her? And so I called her up. I go, Where, what are you, what's going on? She goes, I just don't want to do this anymore. I go, no, you don't want to die. You just want that pain to stop. This isn't the way to do it. Where are you at? Um, she says, I'm standing on the bridge right now. I said, what bridge are you on? She said, Fair Oaks. I go, what avenue, Fair Oaks? She goes, yeah. I go, that's a crappy bridge to jump off of. <laughs> like 40 feet off the water. She goes, but there's hypothermia. I go, how long is that going to take? Did you, like, do some research and find out how long you're going to be cold? I go, you're going to sprain your ankle jumping off that bridge, and then you're going to flop around for two hours waiting for hypothermia. <laughs> and then she just starts laughing. <laughs> and I said, why don't you come hang out with us? We're doing karaoke. That's going to be much better than flopping around in the American River. And she laughed, and she walked off the bridge and got in her car and came and spent the evening with us. Mm-hmm. And it was, I don't recommend, that's probably not good that I'm on the suicide hotline. <laughs> yeah. Criticizing the bridge. But it was, it was funny, and she laughed, and it got her out of her head, and it got her to stop and look at what she was doing. Yeah. Um, and, and please, so, yeah. if you're just listening, please do not take what we're doing as taking a lightness about this. Absolutely not. No. Uh, absolutely. No, not so please do not it's, take it's that at all. No, and, and Brad, yeah. I think both of us can say, uh, I've struggled with depression all my life. How about you? Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I, uh, about, about a year ago, I found a suicide note that I wrote in the sixth grade. And, um, and even the note was funny. Um, there was no date on the note. And, but I knew it was the sixth grade because uh, the, the, after my suicide note, the next entry, um, in the sixth grade, I sat next to Michelle Madsen. And I'm left-handed, she's right-handed, and our elbows would touch while we were writing. And that's a big deal when you're in the sixth yeah. grade. And I had a crush on her. And so my note said, I don't want to live anymore. I just want to die. No one will ever miss me. And then my next entry after that said, I think Michelle Madsen's a fox. <laughs> so that was, that, was my, that was my carbon. Wow. <laughs> and that was... And that, so that's how I knew it was the sixth grade. Well, yeah. not only that, that was your will to keep alive. You know, uh, Dr. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Victor Frankel, yeah. I mean, he spent time in Auschwitz. He saw his pregnant wife slaughtered by the Nazis. He saw uh, father and mother uh, killed by the Nazis. And in Auschwitz, he came up with a concept called logotherapy. 
And he said, you know, the Nazis could take our food, they could take our clothing, but they could not take our spirit. They could not take our will. And he said that had to be freely given. He said, you know, when you can find meaning in anything, even suffering, then it has value. And that's what we're talking about now. We're not downplaying the serious pain that 60 million Americans struggle with. Trust me, there are many days I wake up where I'm disappointed, where I'm like, oh, God, you still have me here. I'm not going home yet. Okay. And then I shake it off. I pick myself up. I dust myself off. And I hit it again. And so stay with us, Brad. We're going to keep on for the whole radio show. We're going to go to a three-minute break. But today, we're talking with comedian Brad Bonner, Jr., uh, and we're talking about depression. And we're talking about how humor... Uh, can overcome many sorrows in life. We'll be back in three minutes. Here's what business owner Ken Johnson had to say about the impact Like It Matters Leadership Awakening had on his employees. Since then, they have been on fire. They have been committed as a team, absolutely changed. They are energized in a way that is, is off the charts different and better than we ever had before. First of all, best investment I ever made. Secondly, we decided to reduce our investment in some other areas so we can reinvest that money in more people for this experience. Every single person has been thrilled with the results and myself included. Change the course of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening in Minneapolis, June 13th through the 15th. That's likeitmatters.net. Leadership Awakening. We don't take applicants, only commitment. You're a do-it-yourselfer. You fix things around the house, take care of the yard, wash your car, and on top of it all, run your own business. But wow, when it comes to digital marketing and advertising, things aren't so do-it-yourself. You need results and just aren't getting them on your own. Salem Surround will get you results. We know digital marketing and how to deliver customers so you can run your business. Using every digital marketing tool possible is a necessity to compete in today's business world. But you have to know about all the options. Our team at Salem Surround has the expertise to manage all your digital marketing under one roof. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and most importantly, revenue. There really are no limitations on how and where you can reach customers with Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. If listening to Mr. Black on Like It Matters Radio is not enough, if you need more of him, here's one option for your Mr. Black fix. Like It Matters Way of Warrior is his daily blog that can be delivered directly to you. Each day he chooses a word from the Book of Wisdom and expands and illuminates the scripture to allow for application. Go to wayofwarrior.blog, click the follow button, and join the daily blog. For more of Mr. Black, go to wayofwarrior.blog. That's wayofwarrior.blog. Raise the bar with Mr. Black. In addition to Like It Matters Radio, Mr. Black is available for life caddy work. One-on-one coaching to help you achieve your dreams. Need a keynote speaker? Mr. Black will personalize a message for your audience. He also provides customized training for your business or organization. And of course, who can forget Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Training, where thousands of lives have been transformed. All at likeitmatters.net. Raise the bar with Mr. Black at likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And it is May, and May is Mental Health Disorder Month. We're just bringing awareness to the mental health crisis, and there is a mental health crisis. And you look at all the anger, all the bitterness, all the hurt, all the trauma, all the drama, and the problem is we've always had it, but we never were told to hold on to it, and now we're keeping our pound of flesh. We keep our record of wrong. I mean, look at all these people that go on these shooting sprees out there, and then you read their little uh, their little notes, their little diary, their little journal, their little uh, statement of why they did what they did, and it's a record of every wrong 
wrong, every hurt that's ever done to them, how life is so unfair, how this is wrong, how that's wrong. And they've been keeping it, remembering it, reminding themselves, recollecting it over and over and over and over. And then you have a political system that wants to get you angry. Uh, you got to believe that the Republicans are going to destroy your rights and the Democrats are going to do this to you because angry people vote. The problem is what happens after the election's over? Where does the anger go? Well, the anger goes the person who cuts you off on the freeway. The anger goes to that spouse who's not doing what you want. The anger goes that kid who's part of your problem and why your life's so unhappy. The anger goes that boss who fired you last week and now you have nowhere to turn. And then all of a sudden we stuff, 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 snap. Stuff, 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 snap. And so today we're making light of it, but not light of the fact of it. But basically, how do you overcome it? Because between the stimulus and the response, there is a space. And in that space is your power. It is your freedom. Uh, and I can give you story after story uh, about people who've uh, on a medication, antidepressants, uh, suicidal before my class and then go through my class and life is different. So we got on the phone line joining us, uh, comedian Brad Bonner Jr. Again, Brad, welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Thank you. So uh, you, uh, you're a comedian. How long have you been in the comedy business? Uh, over 20 years, maybe 25 years as a livelihood. Wow. Um, I sold the business when I was in my 30s to do uh, entertainment for a living. And how do people get a hold of you if they wanted to find out more? I know you're all over YouTube, but how would they find your stuff? Uh, you can go to bradbonnerjr.com. It's B-R-A-D-B-O-N-A-R-J-R.com. Um, and I'm on Facebook as well. I'm easy to get a hold of. I'm fine. Awesome. Um, also, our uh, One Degree of Separation Life is a website for our uh, comedy show about depression and suicide. And we're going to talk about that in the last segment. Uh, real quick, have you noticed you've been comedy 20 years? Uh, at least I think so. Val and I, my wife and I, we loved, used to love to go to comedy shows. That was one of our things. We'd go all the time. Uh, and I yeah. am—I don't hide the fact I'm a born-again believer. I'm a believer in the God of the Bible, and I'm also a believer in the Bible. I think there's a lot more people who believe in the God of the Bible than believe in the Bible. I think we have an epidemic of crisis, and people don't really know what that crisis is. The crisis is people actually don't believe the Bible. If they did believe the Bible, they'd be living their life differently. If they did believe the Bible, uh, there wouldn't be all these questions out there about this and about that. And so I want you to know I'm a, I'm a Bible believer. I eat scripture daily. I send it out to thousands of people daily. Uh, and so, boy, I'll tell you, it, I, I, we stopped going to comedy clubs uh, because they're just yeah. so dark. Matter of fact, the guy who plays Ron Swanson on um, uh, Parks and Recreation, uh, I took— what? Yep. I, I, I got to tell you a quick story. I wanted Val loves loves Parks and Recreation. We love a good thing. Ron Swanson, you know, we laugh at him. So we thought it'd be great for Val's birthday a couple of years ago. He was at an indie casino in Oklahoma, right on the Texas state line. And so I bought tickets. I, I got a room there. I figured we'd do it nice. We don't get to do stuff. Uh, and, you know, we got there and we had good seats. And I paid good money. And he starts off really dark. I mean, really, the whole thing's about how to, uh, and we got kids listening, so how to take care of one's own needs. Uh, that's the opening right. part. Uh, and we, you know, kind of thought, wow, this is kind of starting off not the way we wanted. But we didn't want to be prudes. And so we just looked at each other and we said, no big deal. Just move beyond. Even though, man, it could have been covered in 30 seconds. And he went on for like five minutes. Like, okay, not, okay. So we figured, okay, we don't yeah. want to be prudes. Let's enjoy it. Okay, I'm sure it's going to get better. And then he goes into singing. He has a little banjo, a ukulele, whatever it is, that little thing. And he starts doing a song called Dashboard Jesus. And uh, about a bobblehead Jesus on his car. And as long as bobblehead Jesus were there, he could do anything he wanted to do. And he went into graphic detail about what he and other people in his car were doing. But it was okay because bobblehead Jesus was there. And uh, we, j we just couldn't sit there for that. I mean, they were yeah, mocking yeah. Jesus. I mean, uh, and so we felt bad, but we had to walk out. Uh, we walked out and we went outside and actually gave our tickets to someone in line. We didn't want them to get more money. So here, don't spend more money. Here, take our tickets because we don't want to see this. <laughs> you know, yeah. so it's tough. And, and so have you, have you noticed that co the comedy has changed over the last 20 years? Yeah, I, um, it is. It's uh, especially with young comics. When I talk to them, I talk to them about you have to analyze why people are laughing. Because people will laugh for different reasons. For example, uh, 
I bet that first part of the show, even though it was offensive and you didn't like it, you were probably laughing with the audience. Uh, the beginning part a little bit, but it yeah. became harder and harder even to laugh. Even though it was, yeah, yeah. it became blasphemous. And, yeah. But yeah, you're still laughing with the audience, even though it wasn't funny to you. Yep. And people will laugh because they're uncomfortable. Yep. They'll laugh because they're disgusted. They'll laugh because you shock them. Um, and those are the cheap laughs. Then they'll laugh because of something clever, recognition. They'll laugh to, to let you know that they get what you're talking about. They'll laugh to let you know that I can relate to that. Um, they'll laugh because you surprised them. Mm. And so those first ones are easier laughs to get. And so with a lot of comics, that's what they go to. You know, they mm. laughed. It was crude and raunchy. I've gone to a comedy show where people laughed through the whole thing. And as they're leaving, I can listen to them saying, I'll never come to see that guy again. That wow. was disgusting. Wow. And they laughed through the whole thing. Wow. They didn't want to be prude. They didn't want to, yep. you know, laughter's con- contagious, even if it's uh, for the wrong reason. Yep. So, Let me ask you, you call your uh, dry bar comedy. What, where'd you get the name from, dry bar comedy? No, dry bar comedy is a, uh, you like this, actually, because you like comedy. So there's a company called VidAngel. And they have a streaming service like Netflix or Amazon. Um, but what they do is they filter content. So you can go onto their service and see what movies and films or regular TV shows that they have. And you can say, all right, I want to watch Scarface with my children. Mm-hmm. But I don't want any nudity. I don't want any language. I don't want any violence. It may only be like seven minutes long, but it'll filter that. So they got sued by Disney for doing clean content of all things. <laughs> and for for editing movies. Yeah. And so um, while they were in that lawsuit, they decided, let's develop our own content. Let's develop clean content that people can go to and feel safe with. So they started up what's called Dry Bar Comedy, and they uh, built a theater in Orem, Utah, so you have to be clean. You don't have to be LDS, or it doesn't have to be Christ-based comedy, but it has to be clean there just because of where it's at. Mm-hmm. And they started shooting comics from all over the country. And there's a huge roster of comics, and it's all clean comedy. Wow. And uh, so that's a, that's a great place to go. As a matter of fact, they do, uh, if you see a promotion for Dry Bar, as seen on Dry Bar Comedy or Dry Bar Comedy Tour, you know, you can feel safe going to those shows that it's not going to be raunchy and crude and nasty. Well, that's cool because I love that. I used to love uh, Till Death, uh, the guy, the big tall guy, and everybody loves Raymond, the brother. I can't think of his name yeah, now. Yeah, but yeah, he, Brad Garrett. Yeah, Brad Garrett. So he had five years, and he had this Kenny. This I forgot the guy's name, a black guy. He a really funny guy. Uh, he would do the uh, uh, the commercials for that little gym, that little ten dollar a month gym. But uh, really fun, oh, yeah, yeah, really funny guy. But fitness or, yeah. yeah. So I went to this comedy show uh, in in Texas, uh, and again we did stay for it. We stayed for the whole thing. Uh, but it was tough because the about the whole time he was basically having. Uh, relations, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, with a chair for his, uh, right. through the whole skit. I mean, it was just in the middle of nowhere. He'd start having, quote, relations with a chair uh, in the middle of everything. And it was like uh, so offensive. And every word was F. And uh, it was like, whoa. And, and it, that showed me when it really shifted. And, um, and so yeah. I, I love the fact that there is comedy out there that we can still watch. But I want to kind of wrap up this, this last two minutes here and then go into the fourth segment about uh, what you're doing, one degree of separation. We talked about you and mm-hmm. I have both struggled with depression. Uh, and depression's yeah. always had a stigma. You know, like you're weak, you're this. And I'm going to tell you right now, I think it takes a strong person to admit when they struggle. I think it takes a strong person to reach out to get help. I think it takes a strong person uh, to be able to look someone in the eye and say, I struggle. Uh, I There are good days I have, and there are many days that aren't good, and I have to overcome. Um, how have you uh, embraced that your mental struggles? How have you turned them around to make it turn it from a negative into a positive? Uh, daily or as a theme? <laughs> yeah. Well, I know the, the comedy yeah, I, is that, but yeah. what do you do personally? How do yeah. you get yourself out of the funks when you find yourself in a funk? So my, my depression comes on uh, kind of like a cold, usually. I can feel it coming on for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. And uh, as a matter of fact, there's times the night before I'll tell my wife, hey, tomorrow's just going to be hard. I can feel it coming on. Um, um, sometimes, you know, you go to bed, you feel fine, you wake up with a cold. Sometimes it's like that. Sometimes there's things that are trigger it, trigger it, financial things, you know, different stuff. But uh, it really does. It comes on like a cold. And so I have uh, some meditation things that I do. Um, I have a meditation I do first thing in the morning. So you get um, inside your head. 
You get inside your head. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, my meditation I have, uh, there's a, uh, um, a tree out in the desert between uh, Utah, Nevada, near that border um, that I used to drive past all the time. And from this tree, you cannot see another tree. As far as your eyes can see, there is not another tree in sight. And this is perfectly formed cypress tree that just stands perfect, defiant, in the middle of everything. And it's just there. And so that's my place I go to. Wow. And when I'm there, there is a... Uh, um, three people um, as I'm sitting there and I'm sitting against this tree. It's my grandma, my best friend and Jesus, but Jesus is there. Not as Jesus. He's there because he's my friend and he's just there to hang out and listen to me. And that's my morning meditation. And that's where I start. Wow. And that's what it's a mind game. It's about getting in the game. It's about get, being a player, but getting in the game and start taking control of what's going on in your head. And that's what we teach you. And after the break, we're going to go into your uh, the comedy group that you created to deal with this thing called depression, to he- to face it head on and to overcome it. So I am Mr. Black. We're talking with comedian Brad Bonner Jr. And we'll be back in three minutes. Give a person a fish and you feed them for a meal. Teach them to fish, and you change their destiny. At Like It Matters Radio, we teach you how you were made, how you create experience, and how you can change your world by changing your thinking. Opioid addiction, mental health crisis, PTSD, the soaring suicide rate, political hate and animosity. There is a crisis of toxic proportions, and it is destroying us. This pandemic is destroying the foundation of our hope. Hope is fading. At Like It Matters Radio, we help people change their life by changing their thinking and doing based on how we are made. Our mission is to help people maximize their potentials and to live their life like it matters. Our goal is to change this world through our national radio show, bringing hope to listeners everywhere in every heart, body, and soul. We need your help, sponsors, donors, and helpers to do the work that needs to be done to change our world. If you are willing, please email us at mrblack at likeitmattersradio.com. In the subject line, put posse. Again, that's mrblack at likeitmattersradio.com. In the subject line, put posse. Join our posse today and leave a legacy for others to follow. Email us at mrblack at likeitmattersradio.com. In the subject line, put posse. Still need more of Mr. Black? Understand how your brain is wired with brain mapping. This innate intelligence profile will identify your personality and learning styles to help you maximize your potential. Transformational Leadership Awakening has changed the life of thousands of participants and can change yours too. Mr. Black also does one-on-one life caddy work. If you want him to walk with you and help you be your dreams, then having Mr. Black as a life coach is the answer. Training is available on an individual basis and company-wide. All at likeitmatters.net. The world of business and investing is constantly changing. How are you keeping up with all the info? Most likely, you're not. Checking websites, reading trade magazines, making phone calls, checking more websites, and still not finding what you need to know. That's where Business 1440 steps in. We're your on-air guide through the fast-paced financial and business landscape. Up-to-the-minute business and investing news. Streaming now at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Step into a Chet's-owned Red Wing store this season for non-insulated, waterproof, and water-resistant footwear. Need new boots for summer work? Check out our variety of steel, aluminum, and composite safety toe options. Don't forget our selection of regular toe footwear either. Too busy with projects this season to get to the store? Ask us about our mobile shoe service, where we bring the store to you. Or stop in to see us in Columbia Heights, Coon Rapids, Circle Pines, Bloomington, and St. Cloud. Work is our work. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And if you miss any of this radio show, you want to listen to it in its entirety. I always tell people, give me 48 minutes every day, and I'll give you an opportunity to take control of what's going on in your head. So you can always go to our website, likeitmattersradio.com, and listen to this radio show and many other archive messages. Uh, in the beautiful Twin Cities of Minneapolis-St. Paul, we are on the terrestrial stations, AM 1570. Go to AM dial 
every Monday through Friday from 9 to 10 a.m., replayed 5 to 6 p.m. And you can live stream with them on TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com, TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com. We're on in St. Louis, 7 to 8 p.m. I think it's 95.1 FM and 1260 a.m., the St. Louis Gospel Experience every Monday through Friday from 7 to 8 p.m. Go to uh, iTunes. iTunes, you can subscribe to Like It Matters Radio. Uh, And if you do Facebook, uh, check out Facebook, facebook.com slash L I M radio. Today we're talking about depression and we're talking with comedian Brad Bonner Jr. Brad, welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Thank you, sir. Now I want to talk about this last segment because you and I have struggled with depression. Uh, You know, one of the things that I do in my class is I teach people how they work. And you know that I, I take a very unique approach uh, and I tell people I want to get you out of your head. I, I get people out of their head for two days. I teach them how they work uh, and then I help get them back in there. And, and you notice a huge difference when you came back from class the first couple weeks out of class. You noticed a, a difference internally, mentally, correct? Yes. Yeah, and you probably saw that in Victoria, too. At least first couple of weeks when they come back, when it's fresh, when it's new, uh, we can fall back in old patterns because they go to my class for 48 hours, and people are 30, 40, 50 years old. I mean, two days versus 10,000 days, uh, it, it's not a fair comparison. But, uh, you know, I teach people how they work. Uh, people come out of my training, uh, and they're no longer on antidepressants. They come out of my training. They're no longer on high blood pressure medicine. They go to their doctor, and they go, doctor, uh, wow, I feel a lot better than the doctor. Doctor goes, what are you doing? You don't need high blood pressure medication. You don't need depression medication. I've heard that thousands of times. That's what I believe. I teach people how they work. That's my way to solve or deal with this issue of depression. But you actually uh, have a unique way. You've actually created a group of comedians that are dealing with this. Tell us about what you're doing. So uh, after I found my suicide note, um, I started thinking about uh, it's only been really the last couple of years of my life. I'm 56 that I've ever really honestly talked about my depression. Um, Even seven, eight years ago, I talked to my doctor about it and I just kind of hem hawed. Yeah, you know, I might be struggling. and, And the truth was I was sleeping with a gun in my hand with my finger on the trigger. That's how I'd go to bed at night when I was on the road, just hoping I'd wake up and have enough you know, strength to pull the trigger. And, but I, I couldn't talk about it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that to my doctor. I just said, yeah, I might have some depression. So let's try something. Um, and it's only been the last year and a half, two years that I've honestly talked about it. And so after that note, I thought, you know, as comics, we'll talk about anything on stage. So I want to put together a show where this is what we talk about. So I started working with doctors. I have some real good doctor friends, psychiatrist friends, lots of therapist friends, and said, as a, as a medical professional, healthcare professional, mental healthcare professional, what are the topics and things that you'd want to see talked about? If you went to a show about this, even though it's a comedy show, what are the topics? What are the things that are so taboo and the things that need to be addressed? And so I took all of these notes from these conversations and I came up with five questions. And so our show format is everybody comes out and does five minutes of comedy because I want the audience to know us. This is us. We laugh. We make people laugh. We look like we're happy up on stage. And then we come back up as a panel of four and we run through these five questions. And within those five questions, we really cover all of the things that nobody will talk about. And we're not up there as experts. Like we all have our, as a matter of fact, as you see us talk, you can see people are at different stages of figuring out their depression. And some of us haven't so much and some better and some use meds, some haven't, some haven't been clinically diagnosed, some have. Um, But the big thing we want people to take away is to see what it looks like to talk about it. And we laugh about it and we laugh at each other and we bust each other's chops up on stage. And uh, it's just been an amazing process putting it together. And every show we do is just amazing. Um, Every show we get personal messages, private messages and conversations from people that just say, I've never felt safe talking about it. And this showed me what that looks like. Well, you know, in a time that we talk about everything, we talk about what we do in the bedroom. We talk about who we share our bed with, whether it's men or women, whether we're heterosexual or homosexual. We, we talk about everything. We talk about, you know, all this other stuff. I mean, boy, there's nothing out of line except Jesus. You can't talk about Jesus. You can talk about Islam and Muslim and Allah, but you can't talk about Jesus. But, you know, but it's weird that it's depression is one of those things that still has that stigma. Uh, how many shows have you done so far, do you think? 
Uh, we've done our fourth show. We've got a show on May 29th coming up. Where at? Uh, then we're film. We're, um, it'll be in Sacramento at Laughs Unlimited. And then on June 7th, we're doing a show at the Throckmorton Theater in Mill Valley, which is north of San Francisco. This was Robin Williams' home theater. Mm. Uh, he and Dana Carvey used to drop in there and do comedy uh, a couple times a month for decades. And you at look at the theater, comedians. So. How many comedians have taken yeah. their life? I mean, you know, the yeah. sadness, the sorrow, the pain. You know, a lot of us mask our pain with humor. It's a great stress-reducing yeah. thing. And so, man, some of the saddest people in the world are some of the funniest people in the world. Uh, yeah. There's a, there's a joke that uh, actually our first show, one of the comics closed the show with this joke. And he says, this guy goes into his doctor's office. He says, doctor, I'm so depressed. I'm done. I just want to die. I don't want to live another day. And the doctor says, you need to go see the great Fibonacci. He goes, what? He goes, you got to go see this clown, Fibonacci. He goes, I'm telling you, people go and watch this guy's show. And they laugh and they enjoy it so much, it changes their lives and it changes their outlook on things. He goes, you just got to go see the great Fibonacci. And he says, doctor, I am the great Fibonacci. <laughs> so true. So true. And it's very true. It's, yeah. it's a funny joke because it's very real. It's yeah. very real. You know, we make people laugh up on stage and yeah. then, you know. You end up alone in a hotel room and yep, and doing know, holding a gun. Yeah, amen, amen. So, what is your outcome yeah. for your show? When you do a show, what is your outcome? How do you know if you've been successful or not? Um, well, for one thing, we do interviews afterwards. Um, we have a camera there, and we ask you, you know, what were your thoughts? What happened? Um, the amount of feedback that we get, the amount of people that come to re- come to future shows as well. We have people that are coming to every show. Wow, because uh, they're all different. Even though um, the, the show's formatted so that I can bring in different comics, it doesn't have to be me and the same three comics. It can be somebody else hosting it. Um, and our, our big picture is that this will cover the country, and it'll be too busy for me to do. And I need to format it um, so that I can train other comics and other groups to be able to do the same show. Amen. And it's just, uh, you know, our uh, the first show we did, we had a, a friend of mine. He brought his son. He's 25, struggles with depression. And his son brought his girlfriend. And nobody knew that she struggled. Nobody. Wow. She'd never talked about it in her life. And he said after that show, he said on the drive home, she spewed. Wow. She just let it out and sobbed and said, I've, you know, and I saw this in the army and I've got some trauma and I just never felt safe to talk about it. And I feel safe right now to talk about it. So you gave her permission. She was given permission. That's awesome. That's awesome. What's the name of it again? It's uh, it's the number one, but it's one degree of separation dot life is our website, and the show is called One Degree of Separation: A Funny Look at Depression and Suicide. Awesome. Well, Brad, you're making a huge impact. I appreciate you being a friend. I appreciate you being a brother in Christ and uh, being a graduate of Like It Matters. And uh, we're going to get you into adventure September or October, and uh, we'll have a lot to laugh about afterwards. I promise you that, brother. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, my friend. You have a great day. I will do. Thanks, All right. Bye bye. You know, ladies and gentlemen, this isn't just about touchy-feely. This is about money. You know, the economic impact of depression. Depression is the leading cause of disability worldwide and is a major contributor to the overall global burden of disease. That's from the World Health Organization. Neuropsychiatric disorders are the leading cause of disability in the U.S., with major depressive disorder being the most common. That's from a study in 2013. Mental health, which is depression, grief, and behavioral conduct, is the second leading workplace concern only behind family issues. So you got depressed employees, uh, bosses, you're having a partial employee. When you got an employee going through a divorce, you got a partial employee. When you got an employee struggling with their bills and money, you got a partial employee. When you got an employee struggling with being molested or abused as a child, you got a partial employee. This all falls under the category of mental health. Depression's annual toll on U.S. businesses, ready, $70 billion in medical expenditures, lost productivity, and other costs. Depression accounts for close to $12 billion in lost work days each year. Additionally, more than $11 billion in other costs accrue from decreased productivity due to symptoms that sap energy, affect work habits, cause problems with concentration, memory, and decision-making. That's from the Wall Street Journal, and that was in 2001. You realize how many more billions of dollars are added to that 18 years later? Ladies and gentlemen, I can help you with this. Go to likeitmatters.net. Let me teach you how you work. Let me get you out of your head because it's hell for a lot of people in there. And let me teach you how it works. Let me teach you how you create experience. Let me teach you to give you back your power. Between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is your power. 
It is your freedom. Let me give you back your power. I am Mr. Black. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. Reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. Social Security is with you through life's journey. Get to know us at socialsecurity.gov. We are there, day one, with baby names and a gift that lasts a lifetime. We are there as you grow, protecting you and those you love. We are there when you get your first job, helping you to save for the future. We are there when you marry your sweetheart to help secure your new life together. We are there if the unexpected happens, to help you see life from a new perspective. We are there when you start your next chapter to make sure you get off to a great start. And we are there when you lose your soulmate to help make sure you will be all right. We are with you through life's journey, Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. Get to know us and see what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Hi, this is Scott Black, host of Like It Matters Radio, heard weekday mornings at 9 on Wellness Radio, KDIZ, Golden Valley, Twin Cities Wellness Radio. Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525.